Hello, Internet. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we said we were going to do hi, Internet. Why would I say hi? I always say hello. I know, but this, is the, this isn't the show. This is a commercial for the show. I thought we said we were going to do it different. I always say hello, Rod. I, you, all right, fine. Say whatever way you want to, Chris. It doesn't matter what I say anyway. Hello, Internet. You did. Fine. You got your hello in. And now I'm Rod Morgan. You can listen to us on Balls and Brew, where we'll argue about many things, even more inane than what you just heard us argue about there. I promise. Right here on the Morgan Eno Podcast Network. Welcome to the Yeah We Know Podcast, part of the More You Know Podcast Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Rod, what are you hot about today? It's obvious what I'm hot about, Jimmy, all right? Any longtime <laughs> fan of this podcast knew exactly what I was going to come in hot with. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess you can lump me in with the, it's still real to me, damn it. You can lump yep. me in that crowd right now, right? When Seth Rollins goes down, I am not happy, okay? The smart wrestling booker in me understands theory winning that match means a lot of different things can be told great Lashley still looks good Rollins looks good because he was going to win that match I understand all of those things but I am selfish Jimmy I am selfish I'm a human I'm a man I love the visionary the architect the now blonde Seth freaking Rollins as a baby face the crowd gets chanting I love it I've been pro Seth Rollins since the start of me on this podcast and so I'm not happy about him losing the belt Jim what what did you think about war games uh, I thought it was a good show overall. I, I wasn't as passionate about it as as you were. Listen, Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, yeah, he's a total babyface. Very good three way match. Uh, one of the better matches that Allison Theory's ever wrestled in, honestly. And I like the ending because it does set up two feuds with Theory. He's got Lashley, he's got Rollins, and he's got everybody else on the roster too. But he's got those two uh, guys moving forward. So I actually think that ending is a very good one. But I, I see Rollins has to have some bigger things coming, don't you think? That's what I hope, right? I'm telling myself that Rollins has to, because of the way wrestling works, he has to get rid of the U.S. belt, right? We have to take the championship belt off of him to yes. get him in line to do something else, right? Like, I understand that that's the way that it works. But I still also then think, so we only give my guy an eight-week U.S. championship run, right? Like, basically makes it through one premium live event and then loses it at the next. So, hopefully we're on to that. But I do want to shout out that frog splash spot in there from Seth Rollins. That was yeah. a, that was an awesome spot there, too. And then you shouted out the ending already. So, yeah, I would say yeah, that's my number two. out of nowhere was pretty cool. I, that's I my number that two uh, match of the night. That's not my, my match of the night. I won't give that away yet. But this since we're talking about this one, that was my number two match of the night. So, this is the first War Games on the main roster. And overall, I thought the show was good. It just kind of reiterates the point that having two War Games matches and two of every specialty match on the show, one men's, one women's, it just doesn't work as much because you've already seen it. Um, I think that helped the women's War Games match a lot. Give credit to the women's War Games match. And I said this in our text thread yesterday where this was the first women's multi-person match I've seen in a very long time that really didn't have any major botches, uh, was wrestled very well throughout, had some pretty good storytelling. And we hadn't talked about this yet, Rod. We did get Becky Lynch back, and Becky Lynch is the man again, which she needs to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that 
when a superstar tends to come back, we're always going to get those pops of babyface pops, basically, right? Because we're just so excited to see him. And so basically you have to tell the story that the crowd is telling you to tell on some level that way. But I think they also tipped their hand with the way Becky went out that we were certainly going to get the man back. So that was exciting to see. It was good to know that her injury didn't keep her out of that match. I went into it a little intrepidatious, right? I clearly knew she was going to be the last person into the match for the women's team, right? And I was going to be, okay, how many spots are we going to put her in? What kind of moves is she going to do? How athletic is she going to look? And early on, I was worried because she was just doing a lot of punches and kind of weird spinning kicks. But, boy, she got into it by the end of the match, didn't she, Jim? Yeah, she jumped off the top of the the cage. She said she was extremely nervous on that. And she uh, she put uh, Kai and Ty, uh, uh, Kai and Sky, excuse me, Kai and Sky through the tables and got the pin, uh, which was a which was nice. It was it was a good pin there. And you know we had talked a lot about how does a win for Bianca's team set up the next few months, and we were really kind of confused on that. Now she did Still have uh, well, she had a good interview uh, in the uh, uh, the press conference, which they had a press conference last night afterwards. I saw some of the highlights, but I didn't see Bianca was there. So she mentioned the two people she would like to face at WrestleMania. She would like to face either Rhea Ripley or Charlotte Flair. So we did get your girl's name mentioned. Uh, Becky Lynch was actually sitting next to Bianca during this entire time. And Becky's like, seriously? Seriously? Right now, seriously? You're not going to mention me. Um, So I think that those are planting some seeds here in the near future. Uh, your girl Rhea Ripley looked good last night. She got the spray from Oscar, which was a nice way to kind of take her out of the match a little bit. Uh, she came back, but uh, that really after that, she, you know, the uh, everything, you know, the hardcore stuff she was doing kind of went down a little bit. Yeah, the spray was uh, the spray was interesting. The Mrs. Morgan, you know, was uh, watching more games because she was highly anticipating this one and had herself a good time. She was really popping for a lot of stuff during that women's match. That's definitely her nominee for match of the night as well. But she wasn't familiar with the uh, Asuka purple spray technique. So that kind of came out of nowhere. And she like yelled over to me like, what? What exactly just happened? Is that poisonous? And I was like, I mean, slow down. It's professional wrestling. But, you know, she's definitely supposed to be affected by it. I like that Nikki Cross got uh, got a, a good move in there off the top. She was kind of her crazy self. Bianca he, pinned against the side with the table there, and then Nikki kind of like holding on to her. That was an interesting spot for sure. Yep, uh, Mia Yim had some good some good um, hits in there. She also went through a ladder, which wasn't uh, which wasn't very fun for her, I'm sure. That was one and of those it, pops where I was like, ooh, you know. Yeah. Every once in a while, you still get what even even hardened wrestling fans like us, Jim. There's still a few that make oh, us that cringe. Hurts. That hurts. Uh, Bliss was fine throughout. I didn't. I don't really have too many. No, uh, come on, Jim. You can say it. I know you're pu- you're pulling your punches here because of how much I'm trying to be pro Alexa Bliss on this podcast. But she was kind of pro. forgotten in that match. Yeah, she she really wasn't there. Um, Dakota Kai started off good. I thought. I thought that was a kind of a cool way to get her started off. And kind I of think they told her that. Bit. They said, "Listen, we're going to yeah. give you the first five minutes, and then you're going to kind of go away." And like I yeah. joked at one point that her role was just to help people bring stuff into the ring. Like every time yep. somebody was trying to get something in, she was the one over by the gate. Uh, Eos guy's gimmick in these matches is to have a trash can over her head. Luckily, she didn't go off the top uh, of the cage this time with the trash can. She just went off the top uh, in a beautiful moonsault which I believe it looked like Belair hurt herself on that, but uh, she was able to finish the match, which was nice. So overall, listen, I, I, you, can't, you can't expect anything better. I think they did a really good job. They had a lot of big highlights there. Uh, we had the good guys win. Which I'm still uh, which, interested which in. Is Jay, interesting. I still don't know. I still don't know why we do that. I, I really don't. I don't understand what story we're telling out of that unless 
we get my queen back and that's fine but i just i really thought we were going to see Rhea get some sort of pin there and but like you said they still made her look good and took her out but i just well i guess we got to wait and see what happens on raw which will be happening tomorrow from when we're recording and maybe we'll get some sort of an idea yeah, it is odd because really you think after getting sprayed in the face, Rhea then should face Asuka and beat Asuka, but she already did that. So I don't know why they decided to do it that way. Not only did she beat Asuka, she handled her. That was, she, I mean, she just straight up pin, good. you know, riptide, so, boom, one, two, three. So we do still have the, the Rhea wanting to get revenge there. And then Bailey, you know, we haven't mentioned Bailey yet and didn't do too, too much, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, had a had a few uh, you know throws in the cage that hurt her but really we got to figure out what we're doing in this division moving forward and I'm, I'm not really sure where they're going we're gonna obviously find out tomorrow because Triple H likes to uh, actually tell stories yeah I mean we clearly we'll, we'll talk about a long-term story paying off when we get to the men's board game match and a shout out to Triple H storytelling there but I think Bailey if nothing else she helped us launch Dakota Kai and EO Sky and now we have you know tag team champions and those two can at least be added to this women's division moving forward and Bailey helped us with that. But yeah, we'll we'll see who she needs a feud with next because the Bianca Belair thing should be over at this point. I think so. I think so. Uh, and then we went into AJ Styles and Finn Balor, who are two of the best technical wrestlers we have. Uh Rod, what'd you think of this match? Don't lie. Unfortunately, I have to apologize to our faithful listeners. I basically have one job when a premium live event comes up. That's to enjoy it just like you and then come on and give you my takes. And I straight up fell asleep for that match. I got home from work on Saturday at about 5. Got a couple of things done around the house before I sat down. Watched a little bit of Peter Rosenberg in the pre-show. Got way into the women's board games match. Fixed myself my second drink. And then a little bit into that match, I dozed off and woke up as it was ending. And I, I honestly, I, at this point, because I was dozing off during it, I can't even remember who won. But I think I woke up during the ending. Well, AJ Styles broke, I believe, a 10-match losing streak on premium live events uh, for singles uh, by beating Finn Balor with the phenomenal forearm. We had uh, Anderson and Gallows, your accountants. Um, your biker the biker accountants, accountants Jimmy. The biker accountants Thank you. Uh, against... Uh, uh, Mysterio and Priest on the outside just to start, and then they kind of left. And it was a singles match. It's something we haven't seen very often uh, with a clean ending. Uh, we actually had clean endings, if you want to, you know, no interference ending, should I say, throughout the entire show. Uh, but, yeah, this match was kind of a, a paint-by-numbers, r- solid match overall. Um, I, too, was kind of preoccupied. I had to run around, uh, help some, uh, some family members in the house uh, during this one. And uh, really just... It was fine. It just didn't. I don't think it had a place here just because of everything else going on. I was interested to see it go second, right? I thought that that the second spot after the women's board games match was going to be tough no matter what they put there. So I thought, why not just show shots, throw Shotzi and Ronda to the Wolves? And don't worry, we will when we get there. But I was was interested to see that they went with that second because I thought almost no matter what these guys did, it was going to be tough for them to get the energy back up after that women's war games match. And like you said, then they're going to give us a paint-by-numbers match. Great phrase by you there, by the way, because these guys are technical wrestlers. And you're going to have a guy like me who is completely amped and jacked for that pay-per-view is maybe going to fall asleep a little bit. I feel bad about it. Love AJ. Love Finn. Love Judgment Day. But I just, it wasn't there for me. And then we're going to talk about the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Ronda wasn't on her game at all. 
and Shotzi's just not good in the ring. I'm sorry. Uh, there were a lot of botched spots. Now, one of the spots that, that people thought that they botched really wasn't when Shotzi came off the rope and Ronda did a, a judo throw. Uh, that was fine. Uh, but this the, the DDT off the apron was just absolutely horrendous. I, I, I don't know what they were going for there. Shotzi has a good look. Uh, she's got a good personality. She's just not good in the ring, Rod, and, and, and she doesn't belong in the women's match uh, on a premium live event. She belongs in the second match to get somebody over, uh, to get the crowd you know pumped up a little bit. But really, uh, I neither of them did anything good, anything for me in this matchup. I completely, unfortunately, agree with you about Shotzi. Yeah. Like I said, she was kind of just gaining some favor with me, basically just kind of some workman favor, if it were. You know what I mean? Okay. They just had her wrestle all the time, and I guess I just kind of garnered some respect. And like, oh, hey, there's Shotzi. All right. You know, like your, Yay, your, your, your right. buddy you see at work all the time, right? Like, you know, are you nice. really going to hang out with your buddy at work? If you had the chance, maybe not, right? But just because yeah. you see him at work every day, you're kind of like, hey, what's going on, bud? Good to see you. So I think Shotzi earned my respect in that regard. But let me ask you this question, Jimmy. Shotzi's how many times? Friend. I love that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> how many times I get paid to try to make takes here, Jimmy? Well, not yep. paid, but you know what I mean. How Fair many enough. times are we going to allow Ronda Rousey to have a subpar performance? Great call. And, Great and, call, dude. And make it about something else, right? I mean, like on some level, Ronda's been around enough years where we have to say to her, Ronda, you need to be expected to help carry a match, right? You can't just get what it seems to be as petulant and whiny and just not give your all because you don't like some decision maybe that's been made. Either you're in or you're out. You're the SmackDown Women's Champion right now. You should be able to help carry that match along and keep these botched spots from happening i agree completely i think that it's time for her to kind of step it up a little bit now i think that she and baszler need to maybe tag a little bit more um i don't really want to see them break up now it kind of is the time though just because of what's coming up um but yeah she she needs to get in the ring with someone who's a little bit better uh and then she needs to be better as well so I think that um, moving forward, we're going to see some tags with them. Um, and then ultimately, I, I've got to think it's going to be Becky and Ronda at Mania just because we want to get that one-on-one -on -one match we haven't had yet. Yeah, I mean, and you would hope that Becky, you know, would be able to carry that match enough that it would, that would garner the level of being allowed to be on a Mania card, but... It's just tough with Ronda. It really is because, like, you get a name pop and there's name recognition and there's resume building just on what she did outside of, you know, entertainment alone, right? So that 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 helps her character be something big and major all the time. But if she's not going to buy in, I just – it makes it difficult. And like you said, tags with Shayna Baszler work better to tell stories with how Ronda's character is right now. But then, to me, that's an added problem because that's not what you want your SmackDown champ. champions yeah. doing. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's just it's weird for me. Like I, I've been going back and forth in our text thread leading up to this premium live event, making the joke that the SmackDown Women's Champion is essentially Shayna Baszler's manager. Yeah, yeah, and that's not where you want to be. I think that's uh, that's not even a hot take. I think it's just a take because 
she needs to be better and she's not. So But I'll tell you this much. You said they need to break up and you're right, but I also think you could sort of keep them together on this level, right? Like you mentioned earlier that Bianca mentioned two people, not Becky Lynch, and then Becky could get into it with Ronda. 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 Ah, <laughs> uh, so you could keep sort of Becky and sh- and uh and Bianca kind of together, uh, you know, a la Mega Powers. Every once in a while, they come together, fight tag matches, right? Okay. And then and then Shayna and uh and Ronda can kind of be that. And as much as I dislike Shayna Baszler, it seems that she has some cred with a lot of people out there. So fine, keep trying to build her up, and maybe she can be a secondary offshoot. But yeah, if you're not gonna break them up, I I like them two together, always rolling and just and, and creating havoc. You know, sort of the way uh Jey Uso used to always be at Roman's side before we really got deep into the bloodline and uh and and the five man group. Okay. Speaking of that, since we already talked about United States Championship uh triple threat match, we had the men's war game match with the bloodline against the brawling brutes. And really, Rod, this was a match to further along the Sami Zayn storyline. If that was their goal in the match, I think they accomplished it pretty well. But that's crazy. Thoughts, thoughts on that. That's crazy. I mean, I love Sami Zayn, and we're going to talk about the Sami Zayn storyline and how long-term storytelling has paid off and all of that. We'll have the Sami Zayn love fest because we're wrestling nerds. But that's crazy that you hype this men's war games match. You put your undisputed world heavyweight champion in this match. Uh Kevin Owens returns after being gone for a while. Drew McIntyre is in this match. Sheamus has the most heat he's ever had in his entire career is in this match. The undisputed tag team champions are in this match. And you basically used all of it in this new platform to further the Sami Zayn story. As much as I love that, it just seems a bit like a swing and a miss. To me, I, I, I think the War Games match suffered from, I've tried to be level-headed about this Jim sure. I think what it has suffered from is I built it up too much in my mind right and I think the mm-hmm. WWE fed into that and I built it up too much in my mind and I was selling it to people and I just I don't know what I thought the men were going to pull off but my semi scolding take is the war games match on the men's side was a bit disappointing it was because you didn't really have any major you know big spots or anyone in peril and that's what happens rod and i'm glad you got to see this war games when the good guys have the advantage because you had the good guys with the advantage and they're always beating up on the bad guys that's not what you want to see you want to see well and also who are the bad guys here because roman reigns and the bloodline are pretty over right now with the fans um but you just you just saw it throughout um now you know pete dunn was was selling his shoulder a lot he wasn't really hurt but um, other than that, I mean, really nothing major happened. Kevin Owens and um, and Roman Reigns had a nice that face was a off cool spot. That was a Kevin cool Owens spot. got the Kevin Owens got the got the upper hand. So I think that sets him up for possibly the Rumble. But I think they're going to have a big show in Canada. So probably going to be Canada for that. See, of course, of course, they're just looking for cheap Canadian pops, man. KO can never get the respect. Uh, listen, you're talking, you're you're preaching to the preacher here on KO. But he uh, he had the Dusty Road shirt on too. By the way, shout out for that. Incredible. That Van incredible. asked me about that. He was like, "What's that shirt?" And I was like, "That's Cody Rhodes' dad, Dusty Rhodes' son." That's a, well, that's and a, learned and, some history. And he actually came up with War Games, so he was the person who in, kind of invented the War Games. Match. Oh, okay, cool. I don't yeah, think I, so, I if they so said that, that last a, night during the one hour pregame I watched, I apologize, but that, that I, was I, I a didn't uh, catch that. <laughs> that was a that was a nice shout out there for that. But then Sami Zayn, you know, and Jey Uso going back and forth. They talked about the, the the turning so much that you kind of knew it wasn't going to happen yesterday. 
Yeah, I I definitely think they've played their hand a little too much there. But getting Sami Zayn and Jay together, I'm not sure there was a lot of other avenues we could have taken to get there, I suppose, is, is where I've gotten to in the end. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely because you had all that build up, and then finally Sami Zayn proves himself not only to Roman Reigns but to everybody, including Jay Uso, and that huge hug at the end from Uso was was very, very good. And that storyline so that storyline is so good right now. It's so hot. And how are we gonna get we're gonna get to Kevin Owens? How are they gonna do the, the, the turn? Is Kevin Owens gonna be beaten to a pulp and Sami Zayn has to do something and then finally does the turn? I, I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I'm pretty excited to see where we're going because they've done everything right with the storyline so far. I feel like we got to also understand that KO could be still a little further away. So I also think, Jimmy, let's not ignore that we had a Roman and Sheamus kind of yep. spot yep. off there as well. And maybe we could see a quick Sheamus detour. You know what I mean? Like if, we, if Roman doesn't want to be involved in the Rumble and why, of course, would he be involved in the Rumble? But maybe you want to try to sell some extra tickets. Maybe Sheamus and Roman fight for the belt at the Rumble. And that's, you know, one of your other matches, not the Rumble match. I don't know. But I think we could easily see Sheamus there because I still think he gets pops because I think that one of my favorite spots in that entire match is when we had the 50 beats. That was awesome when every single person did it and then they kept doing it and doing it and doing it. I loved that. Roman that Reigns was, took uh, 20 beats from Sheamus there. Yeah, that was really good. And I, I, I think you're right. I think they're going to wrestle at the Rumble. And I need to look and see when the matchup Jimmy, I think we're we're keeping Kevin Owens ready to heat, right? You know how you have a, a microwave dinner in your freezer for that one time if it all completely goes wrong and you can fire it up and dinner is saved? What I think we might be doing with Kevin Owens here, and I'm sorry, but we talked about it a little bit ago when he said he just doesn't tend to get great respect. We're keeping KO there in our back pocket if the rock thing that they're clearly trying to set up falls through. What do you think of that? I don't know if they think Kevin Owens is as big... Well, of course I, I he's think, not, but they want well, to use no, other no. people to try no, to tell I, the story and I, I then think, keep him where he would then be the step in. I'm like, yeah, no, we know it's I, not I think, great, but I at think, least it's KO. I think Cody Cody Rhodes would probably be the step in there. I think. Yeah, I guess that's true, but he's not back yet right now. So correct, I'm just correct. If so Triple H is to... as good at long term storytelling as as we think, you know, he is. I'm just saying that could be what's at play here, right? We're just it's another reminder that KO is is main event level. Certainly not main event in box office as some other guys, but he's main event level. Oh, he's definitely main event level. He's got the talk. He's got a different look than everybody, and that's the key with with him is and he can wrestle. So I love the KO thing, but, but some overall, USO love fest here before we get to Sammy real sure. quick. Some USO love fest here, right? It's so tough to do what jimmy and jay do all right it really is it's in my opinion to still be believable as ass kicking wrestlers which they are but mm -hmm. to basically be subservient to roman at all moments right and to be complete heels in every arena that they go into but still have enough charisma that you kind of almost like them it's just such a fine line that the usos walk and jay telling this story with Sami Zayn, he's got to get just as much credit as sammy does in my opinion Oh, I think so. I, I think they've played off each other great. And then in the uh, in the press conference afterwards, it was really cool. Obviously, all the questions were were, were kind of uh, pre-done or whatever. But uh, they asked who the MVP is, and, and Heyman kind of went off. Not went off, but he, he kind of told a story of, 
you know, Sami Zayn is the person who we need, you know, for, for times like last night where he stepped up and, and he was there for you and he was loyal. Um, he's also the person who's got to keep everyone on their toes. He's the person who can make everyone laugh in the middle of the ring and on live uh, audience because they never know what's going to happen. But then the Usos, if you want somebody to dominate a tag team division and make sure everyone knows who the true you know, warriors, the true, the true leaders of this, of this, uh, you know, of WWE are, those are the people that you need. And they really have, they have, they have continuously evolved over the years. And I don't think they get enough credit for that on how good they are. Um, and then of course you have your tribal chief who we didn't talk about this, but Roman sat down in the cage. He got a little stool to sit on and he was just sitting in there watching everything. And then when Jimmy was going to go and help Jay, he says, no, 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 you're staying. Sammy, you go help. Just those small things are really cool. I think they did a good job with. The way that they continue to tell the character of Roman by essentially he gets to do things no one else gets to do is just absolutely brilliant, right? Nobody else gets a chair to sit in in the cage. Nobody else did, right? Nobody else nope, gets not to at take, all. Nobody else gets to take five minutes to walk to the ring or get two different pyros. You know what I mean? That doesn't work for anybody else, but Roman Reigns gets all of that stuff, right? And he gets to just sit there like the Godfather at the end of that match, directing what's going on and watching everything unfold in front of him, right? That's what he gets to do. It's absolutely fabulous. And just real quick, I'm going to do a Josh Williams shout out to our listeners who also listen to our football show circle back here. Okay. The Usos nice. have quietly, the Usos have quietly stacked up the way Roman talks about all the time. I beat everybody up in here. The Usos have quietly done the same thing. They've stacked up every tag team that's come at them over the last year and a half or however long it's been new day beaten numerous times viking raiders taken down brawling brutes taken down alpha academy taken down street profits taken down i mean they've they've got a quite a resume build up just like roman does but again jimmy after the Sami Zayn payoff which we'll talk about sammy a little bit more here i don't know where we go with roman i really don't well um you've got to remember the Sami Zayn payoff is going to take us all the way through wrestlemania so we're, we're talking four more months um for that and then at WrestleMania, I, I feel it's, they're going to they're gonna do Rock and Roman, and they're going to do the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. And those are two gigantic matches. Um, you know, Sola Sokoa, hopefully he's in there, maybe in a U.S. title picture, could be in an Intercontinental title picture by that time, you never know. Um, I think those are, we've got a lot of fun wrestling coming up over the next few months um and he will he, the thing is he's gonna beat the rocket mania rock's not gonna get the title off him. of course not uh so i think that after that that's when the hard work begins because you've got that planned out till mania now well where are you gonna go how long is roman gonna actually have his belt yeah, that's still the question that continues to loom over almost any podcast that we ever do, right? And I think on some level, I was thinking about this the other day, that sort of makes wrestling fun at this moment, right? It's the extra level of tension at all times, right? That you're basically just thinking to yourself, we're dealing with someone who's been champion for longer than anyone in the modern era. You know what I mean? Like the only people that have a longer resume than him right now are the, are the old guys, right? So yeah, yeah. You know, back in the, back in the territory days when they didn't have to go on TV twice a week, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what Roman is doing is quite unprecedented and he still fills arenas. Like, I mean, we were there live in, in Indianapolis and like, mm -hmm. I literally, I'm, I'm a 42 year old man, Jim. 
And yes. I felt that it was special that Roman Reigns was in Indianapolis and just walked out to talk to us. You know what I mean? So like I fall as Thank big you, as sir. as anybody else. Yeah, that was that was that was <laughs> that was pretty special. Uh, I, I'm excited, and it's going to be a great couple of months coming up uh, for wrestling. Uh, what else do we have on the Morgano Podcast Network coming up, Rod? Uh, I believe we have many more football picks coming up for you, and I'm going to guarantee this, Jimmy. I'm going to do one of my long-term teases here, but it will end up paying off. I'm going to guarantee you there's a Morgan you know that will drop in December. And I would hope so. Gonna, <laughs> and I'm also going to guarantee you. Well, I don't know the one dropped in November, so I mean, you know. Oh no, I would just—it's usually the end of the year thing that we do in December. So thank I you. Mean, it will—it will be—it will be holiday related. We're we cooking up many things in the lab right now, so the holiday special is being cooked up as we speak, and we will have plenty of football and basketball and wrestling to keep you satiated until we get there. And with that, you've been listening to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the More You Knows podcast network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. I just want to shout out Bob Lashley here. He was maybe the one person that we did not mention during our talk of this pay-per-view, and he just continues to look phenomenal when he comes out to the ring. He continues to be able to get uh, a lot more pops than he used to, so I think people are begrudgingly respecting Bobby Lashley, and his uh, his character as an absolute ass-kicker right now is, uh, is, is much needed because the other ass-kicker character we have only shows up for big bags of money, and Bob Lashley will do TV week after week. So shout-out to you, Bob.